Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of Play the Bay is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. March Madness is upon us, and BetOnline has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, play the bay. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannon. Blob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. And welcome, everybody, to uh, another edition of Play the Bay, brought to you by Believe Podcast Network and Three Daughters Brewing. I'm one of your hosts, Evan, and alongside me is Chip. We are without Kaylee tonight because Kaylee is on special assignment, and that's all we're going to say. <laughs> it's special assignment. Okay. She's on special assignment, Jeez. and that's okay. all we're going to say, Chip. Chip, how special you doing Special assignment. Tightening up. Yeah. Well, she's just, she, she ran into an allergic reaction of something. Well, I didn't want Which, to put her on put her on blast. I mean, well, you're not on blast. We said that you had digestive issues in your in your bowels. So, I mean, she just had an allergic reaction to something, and we we wish her well. We hope she's listening and uh, resting well. We do. If she's watching right now or listening to us, we hope she is uh, doing better. Hope she got that uh, steroid shot to bring it all back to normal. So, yeah, hope she does better. There we'll you go. See her next week. So, Chip, what's going on, brother? How you doing, tonight? buddy? Hanging in there. We got a lot of a uh, lot of good news. Obviously, the Rays will be starting their season this week. Um, looking forward to that. Just looking forward to some some baseball. I, I know, uh, you know, just the change in um, stations down here and not being able to go to spring training because all the tickets were purchased. And I mean, just just anarchy when it came to trying to get to the games. Uh, you know, spring training. So just ready for uh, season to get underway. I agree with you on that, man. I, we touched on that last week about the absurdity, which was spring ta- spring training tickets, especially when you know tickets were costing double or almost triple the price for like standing room only seats. So I hope they get that fixed for next year when hopefully. And according to the NFL, they're going to have full capacity. They're going full capacity. They're, yeah. full, they're full capacity this year. So hopefully uh, by uh, you know next spring, the spring tra- spring training tickets will be back to normal. But uh, before we get started with everything, we do have a special guest. She's joining us. Uh, for Fox Sports, FL, the Rays sideline report, uh, reporter and host, Trisha Whitaker. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing, Trisha? How are you? Hello, how are you? Good. We are fantastic. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining Are us. you sipping? Hold on. Hold on. Are you sipping out of your uh, your um, your mug? My dug, your my, my dugout mug, yes. Dugout mugs. Oh, I love those. I gave <laughs> one to my dad. Ah, see, Dugout Mugs is actually one of our affiliate sponsors, so they uh, gave us these special raised mugs. Yes. Awesome. Mine's hiding. Yeah. Oh, Chip. they are wonderful. They are wonderful over there. So. And we're also sipping out of our partner, our Three Daughters hey, Beer. 
know what? Hold on. I feel very left out. Give me a second. <laughs> See, this is why we get the best guests. Look at I that. Know. That's, that's totally right. Participation <laughs> is key. Okay. It's so not classy, but it's one of my favorites. No one. Oh, there you go. Is that some Schlitz malt liquor? Okay, we got. Ah, there we go. Okay, uh, Chip. Chip, I'm drinking uh, Three Daughters, our, our partner, Three Daughters Flor Florida Orange IPA, which you can see right there. I think you're drinking the Rod Bender. Is that what you're drinking? I am. Ooh, yeah, good I Indian ale, very nice. They got a fish they're bringing up here on the can. Makes me want to get out in the ocean and do some fishing. I know. We will be there this weekend celebrating my birthday. So we'll be starting off there this weekend on Saturday. 962 years old. Way to go. Look, yes, great. Uh, even though you're older than <laughs> I am, but that's that's quite all right. Uh, so, Trisha, thanks for, th for coming on the show again. Um, we wanted to get to, into the Rays opening opening weekend. We're, we're going down to Miami to play the, the Miami Marlins. But uh, how has been the experience so far in, in spring training? I know it's kind of going back to semi-normalcy. You're going back to the games, even though you're interviewing players with a huge plastic divider. So how have been things down in Port Charlotte? Uh, you mean plastic in my yeah, own plexi, yes. yes, that yes. is accurate. Yes. Uh, it has been – let me put it this way. Last year – was um, wonderful in terms of the race success, but um, terrible in terms of being able to actually do my job. <laughs> um, this year, it's like five steps above terrible. It's actually like <laughs> mediocre, you know? So I, am, I, I never thought I would be so happy to do an interview through plexiglass. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I showed up and they had this plexiglass set up. I mean, God bless the... Um, the grounds crew and everybody at Port Charlotte because they they literally constructed this just so I could do interviews with the guys in person, <laughs> even did, though it was through plexiglass. Did you almost feel like the Pope in the Pope mobile? Because remember, he had the the huge plexiglass thing, and he used to ride around in that. <laughs> so so people honored were... that you would think I'm as special as the Pope. I mean, <laughs> wow, the Pope of our race. Yes, I mean, exactly. That's what we think. No, it's been weird, but but honestly, like the PR staff and everybody has been amazing in helping coordinate everything. Um, as of right now, I'm not traveling like I normally do with the team. Um, hopefully that'll change at some point during the season, but that all depends on MLB protocols. So it's been weird, but the guys have a lot of fun, like tapping on the glass in the middle of the game and like holding up signs through the glass or something. So <laughs> it's actually been pretty entertaining. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm thankful that I can at least see them in person through plexiglass. <laughs> I, I want to give you some huge props. And uh, I did not know that you could sing like the voice of the, this generation yes. when you sung the national anthem. So many comments too. Good, you for, did so good great. for you. You did great. Bravo. Don't be embarrassed. You did fantastic. I, yeah, you know what though? Do you, do you, can you imagine a scenario more somewhat mortifying than watching yourself on a jumbotron sing the national anthem while you are standing there behind the team? Like that, that it was just a mortifying experience, right? So I'm just like, oh my gosh, this, <laughs> this is about to hit. It's not going to be good. Please God, let it be better than I think it was going to be. Um, but it was, it was, it was fun. I used to sing, I used to do musical theater. So it's my did hobby. They, did they do that in one take with you, or the, did they? Did you like maybe yeah, do that a couple it, times? Oh, I had some podcast equipment, uh, just like I'm looking literally the same thing you guys are using. Um, 
And I probably taped it about six times. I'm not going to okay. lie. <laughs> it shows the best of six. So, and then I also did O Canada and God Bless America. So those will be playing at some point at the drop. Oh, <laughs> multifaceted, ladies and gentlemen. Knows all the words to everything. Can <laughs> I crack one open, Chef? Give me one second. No, no. Go ahead, buddy. Well, what do you think? I mean, Trisha, today we saw Waka and Reed did fairly well, ended the season on a high note. What do you think about the free agent pitchers, Waka, McHugh, some of those guys we brought over? How, how do you think they've done so far? So there's obviously, I mean, and the Rays have said this over and over again, there's no replacing Blake Snell and Charlie Morton. Let's not even talk mm -hmm. about trying yeah. to replace them. That's not even a conversation that anybody should be having because you can't, right? That's Blake Snell and Charlie mm -hmm. Morton. However, this group of guys that they have, they are very talented. And you mentioned Cody Reed. I know that, you know, he's coming out of the bullpen, but like he's a guy during spring training. We didn't get to see him a lot last year, right? Because of his pinky issue. He came over, what, like halfway through the weird season. Um, yeah. He's really impressed in spring training. Um, and I think in terms of the bullpen, at least, Andrew Kittredge, I felt like put it best the other day. He goes, we're just as good as last year, if not better. And I was like, oh, that lights a fire um, because they were amazing last year, right? Um, obviously, yeah. losing Nick Anderson is really, really tough. However, you've got some arms in that bullpen. In terms of the starters, um, there's so much to be determined with that, right? So, you know, you've yeah. got the always reliable Ryan Yarbrough, not going to wow you with his stuff necessarily, but he's reliable. Um, he gets the job done. Then you've got obviously Tyler Glass now. Um, Chris Archer, it'll be interesting to see this year how he rebounds from a couple of tough years with the Pirates. But from what I've heard from Kevin Cash and the coaching staff and Kyle Snyder and Zunino is that, you know, he's looking really good. So um, and in spring training, he looked fine. Yeah. So um, and Rich Hill, <laughs> 41 years king old. King of the curveball. Right. <laughs> king of the curveball and king of the innings, this guy. And I think that he brings – so here's uh, – I know this is really cliche, but I really do feel that it's important to have that veteran presence in the clubhouse, especially on the yeah. pitching staff, because that is what you lost in Charlie Morton. And obviously their stuff matters on the mound, but those players will tell you one of the reasons the Rays were so good last year and the year before that is because of what they had in the clubhouse. And I think having Rich Hill, a 41-year-old who has been there, done that, I mean, like I interviewed him the other day and I'm like, you're a little bit of a tough interview because <laughs> you don't take any BS. You don't take BS. You don't have time for nonsense. You shoot it straight. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to be good. It, I'm hesitant to say how good because obviously we don't know what's how they're yeah. Chris Archer is a little bit of the wild card, but um, I'm optimistic. I think they'll be good. I was going to say with interviewing Rich Hill, who has probably one of the greatest nicknames in all of baseball, uh, <laughs> which I don't, do you know what his nickname is, Trisha? I actually don't know what you're referring to. I might know, but I don't, I don't know. So Google it and then you'll find out. Google his nickname. You're not going to tell her. I want to see a reaction here. Okay, so, okay, well, that's why I'm Googling it. I'm a little nervous here. Oh, okay. I figured I'll just, just say tell her and his I get nickname. Hold oh, on. I'm, I'm Googling. Okay. So, speaking of Arch, has he, you know, drawn up an apology yet for. Oh, y'all. You know... <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, y'all? That was fantastic. <laughs> that was a southern y'all. 
That's that's the Indiana y'all, man. That's, that's, that's Indiana. I know, but that transformed. <laughs> that was a Southern y'all, I think. Well, that was no was comment. that no was comment. That, was that because of the Rich Hill Rich Hill nickname or the Chris Archer uh, thing? I was the just Rich, trying to. The Rich Hill nickname. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, speaking of Chris Archer, I mean, I know he he's been gone a couple of years. Has has he really kind of settled back into his? Or settled back into kind of a new role for him because when he was with the Rays, he was you know kind of taking that. When David Price left in that trade to Detroit, it was kind of like all eyes are on Chris Archer to take that number one spot. Has he kind of settled into now? He he may be a, a fourth or fifth starter in the rotation. Has he kind of been comfortable with that, or has he just kind of been like, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm going to come in, prove myself to everybody that I'm going to be back to form like I used to be as a Ray? He's been comfortable with that from the very beginning. And okay. I think one of the things about this raise for an office is that they're very honest with guys, right? They tell them what they expect. Um, and Chris has said from the beginning, whatever the team needs me to do, I will do. Obviously he views himself as a starter. Every guy does, but um, I think he's very comfortable with the position that they put him in and however they choose to use him. Um, he has said openly without, without um, what we like to call the prompt in an interview, um, without us prompting him to, he has said over and over again how much mature, how much more mature he feels that he is now um, with the Rays than he was last time around. Um, I think that he, I think that he's, I, I'll say this, I think that it will benefit him to be in a place where he's familiar with, right? Okay in a place where he's comfortable because he's the first to admit that those last couple of years in Pittsburgh riddled with injuries and he struggled. Those were tough years. Those were not good years for him. Um, and he talks about coming back to the Rays like he's coming back to an old friend. And I think that this environment gives him a chance to thrive, um, especially at his age, right? It gives him a chance to thrive. And um, I think he's very comfortable with with his role. He's just excited, I think, to be a part of a team that has so much potential too. That's what always comes out in conversations with him is he's just like watching them do what they did last year. He's like, now I'm a part of that. That's awesome. So I think whatever role he is asked to play, he will happily play. I'm sure he was looking up from the outside and going, man, I got traded for like two superstars and a guy waiting to be a superstar and, and Shane, Shane wizard of Boz down in the minors. So I'm sure he's like, yeah, I would love to come back to this. Of course. Why would he not? And he said, he's a big part of it too. That was a big part of it. And he said familiarity with the organization is a big part of it because, you know, while there has been some turnover, obviously there hasn't been that much turnover in terms of leadership and coaching and everything like that. So I think that he's just happy to be, home yeah he had a lot of good personal relationships here with some of the guys obviously still here so that's always a good thing but obviously Choi is going to be out for a couple of weeks maybe the first month we're going to go into platoon probably uh with diaz and now yoshi this is a guy yeah. who's been i think 30 at bats total in <laughs> 20 2020 2021 so tell us a little bit about him i haven't really seen him much haven't really heard much about him so Tell me about the Yoster and what we're going to get out of him. Well, last year for Yoshi, let's think about his situation, right? That is a really tough situation. He's coming yeah. over. He has so many adjustments to make, not only because the game is a little bit different over here, but also because he's moving from a totally different country yep. to this country. There's cultural adjustments. There's adjustments within the game. There's a language barrier. Then he has to go back home because of the pandemic. Then he comes back and has wow. to try to adjust um, in what wasn't a spring training at all, um, <laughs> just a camp. Like, what, yep. what do we call 
camp. Pretty mini um, mini camp. You can't call it out. Mini camp. Um, but he had to come back, go through camp, and then he had sixty games to try yeah. to adjust to not only the culture, um, moving a language barrier, and the game's a little bit different here, right? You know, he always talks about how it moves a little bit faster here. That was so yeah. hard. And I do not know how anybody expected him to possibly have the season that he's capable of having under those circumstances. This year, he looks so much more comfortable, and he's said that he's so much more comfortable. And Cash and Matola and all the guys have said over and over again, we are expecting big things from him because he Good. looks more and, you know, when he's out there playing at first because of the whole Choi uh, injury and everything, he's hitting mm-hmm. leadoff. He enjoys that. And he's, he, he's, he's really – he's done well in spring at that spot. Um, and I think if what we're seeing in spring from him is even a tiny glimpse of what we're going to see during the regular season, he's going to live up to the hype. Because you remember when we signed – when we – when I didn't sign him. When the Rays signed him. <laughs> I signed Yoshi since we got Yoshi. There was a lot of hype. Everybody was really excited about it. There was, yeah. Kind of, you know. Um, and I think that maybe this season he's going to live up to that hype. Um, and Yoshi's a really, he's a really nice. He's a little shy, but but uh, he's a really nice guy. So really? I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, and he's been playing well at first. So I think that's exciting too, to have that option there. Trisha, when can we see, cause this, this guy's been in the minors for a couple of years now, Wander Franco, who's the number one prospect in all baseball. Willie Adames was on the trade block or trade rumors this past off season. Uh, we all know it's going to be coming eventually that Wander's Wander's going to be coming up either this year, maybe earlier than that, maybe before the, the all-star break is, will we see Wander Franco at some point this season? <laughs> Gosh, that's the golden question, right? If I had the answer to that, I should. I know, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I hope so. I mean, you know, I would imagine we would. I don't know why we wouldn't. Yes, um, that's what I think. They, I, I did uh, the other day. I interviewed Chad Matola, race hitting coach Chad Matola, about Wander, and one of the things that he said was, "I asked him. I said, this is a guy who there's so much hype surrounding him." I said, A, during spring training, has he lived up to that hype? And B, has he let that hype affect him? That's a lot of pressure. People don't realize that being the top prospect in baseball, that's so much pressure. I mean, you can't, honestly, you can't do, you can't do any wrong, right? Or else that's going to be the headline. Um, And Chad just said, yeah, he's lived up to the hype and then some. And he said, I've been so impressed with how he has handled that hype because he doesn't let the pressure affect him. Um, and if that's what they're saying during spring training, I would imagine that we might see him at the major league level this season. I hope we do because, oh man, I, I just feel so bad for those guys for last season. Because you can't help but think, what if? If they would have had a minor league season, especially, you know, Wander Franco, guys like Joe Ryan, guys like Shea. I mean, everybody. You just feel for them because it took away a year of progression. Um, A year where we could have seen some debuts. I mean – I just I feel I feel for them so much. And well, I, in, in in a way, it's it's also good. In, it's, they got called up this season. <laughs> it's, it's it's good and bad too because it gives time for guys like Brent Honeywell to get rest because oh, now he's apparently right. back to one hundred percent. 
guys we'll like we hope so <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say this too the guys in the race farm system and guys that they have i think the race have the best hair in in all of baseball you've got <laughs> honeywell's got some locks uh glassnell's got probably the best hair in all the league and then brendan mckay i think's got a huge mane now he looks like a tiger so i think the rays have got that going they should be the new spokespeople for Pantene pro v i think uh, tyler was rocking the man bun today actually i got a picture sent to me really really just like a ponytail i don't know what it was but it was impressive. <laughs> i think it was tyler yeah it was impressive impressive mane of hair yeah. so yeah. let's 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 look at this season as a whole and and compare i want to compare i want to get your thoughts and and you can maybe give me your opinion on this compared to last season's team <clears throat> which was an abbreviated you know season of course so we're, we're getting like a half of a team here what do you think about this this 2021 raised team compared to last year have they've gotten worse better or they stay the same i'm putting you on the hot seat i am you, you are, you sure are. Um, but <laughs> I, here's, here's the thing. Obviously, like I said earlier, losing Blake Snell and Charlie Morton hurts. And Eric Neander, the raised GM, said that from the beginning. I remember interviewing him right after that happened on a Zoom press conference. Somebody asked him, I don't remember who it was. It might have been me. I don't know. But somebody asked him, how, how do you view what you have now, right? Without Blake and without Charlie. And he said, well, you know, we, we would be silly to say that we're as good as we were. And that's true. That's true. But if you look everywhere else on the roster, there's not a lot of turnover from the world series. And of course it hurts to lose Charlie and Blake. Absolutely. But they aren't, they're not desolate. They didn't lose. Who else did they lose? You don't lose anybody else. I mean, that's it. That's who they lost. Um, And I think if they can overcome that from a pitching standpoint, they're going to be just as good. I really do think so. I mean, where else? There's no, where else is the drop off? I mean, seriously, I don't see anywhere else where there's a drop off. And guys like when we saw what guys like Brandon Lau could do in the regular season, obviously the postseason for him was disappointing. That made him so mad what he did in the postseason. These guys are, they, they are, while they are very happy with how they did last year and it's something to be celebrated, they're not really talking about last year that much. They're just talking about, we know what we can do. Let's go out and do it again, but do it even better and finish the job. Um, I really, I really think they're going to be just as good this year, if not a little better, honestly. Um, again, you cannot replace Charlie Morton and Blake Snell. I, I don't like it when people are like, oh, we're fine without them. No, like, <laughs> those guys that's not true. <laughs> no, it's not true. It's not true. But no. if they can put together a starting pitching rotation, you know the Rays, like, they use openers, they squeeze by, they use their numbers, they use strategy. They've been called the money ball team over and over again. They always find a way. And that sounds so cliche, but it's so true. I know they didn't make it past the ALDS in 2019, but they found a way then too to be one of the best teams in baseball. So I think they will this season. Yeah, I know one more question for me, El Bushman, and then uh, I'm good. But Glasnow has to step up this year. Obviously, he's kind of wanting to get into that number one role, uh, or maybe not wanting to. He's kind of having to step into that number one role, maybe expected. Tell me what you think. 
Do you think the team around him, obviously, we've seen him go out before in the first couple of games and, and get roughed up in an inning or two. Do you think you can see maybe a step forward coming for him, hopefully uh, maturity with a guy like Hill in the locker room, like you alluded to before saying having that guy is going to be important to him. Do you think he takes that next step and kind of embraces being the number one? I absolutely do. And one of the reasons that I do is because his hair, his hair, his hair, his hair will make him a number one all day. Don't nobody cut his hair. Um, But (laughs) I I do. And you know, what's funny is uh, day before yesterday, whatever day it was Sunday, I did an interview with Tyler, a one-on-one interview about being the opening day starter. And one of the things I like about Tyler is he does use his emotion to his advantage, right? You guys see him on the middle. When he gets mad, it's evident, right? Yep. However, he is somewhat even keeled when it comes to hype, right? So when it comes to being the opening day starter, he's like, yeah, like that's awesome, but it doesn't really change my approach. I'm still going to go out there and do the same thing that I was going to do. Um, yeah. And working this spring to add a little bit to his repertoire, right? So he thinks mm-hmm. that that extra pitch is going to help him a little bit. Um, and I, I do think he's going to live up to hype. There's a reason why, you know, you'll read a lot of articles that are like, well, could Tyler be a Cy Young candidate at some point? I mean, yeah, I think so. Um, I think that he's ready to, I don't want to say, I really don't want to say take that next step because he's already got elite stuff. He's already so yep. good. But yeah. is he ready to be in that number one role? Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, and I and I think that you know when I talk to him about being the opening day starter, he's like, "This is what I've been working for. Like I expected this. This is what I wanted." So um, I, I do think he's ready. And and if you read, there was a great article, great article written by Mark Topkin in the Tampa Bay Times about how Tyler uses his emotions and his anger to his advantage and his benefit. Um, and I think we're going to see a really good version of Tyler Glass now this season. And like you said, obviously Rich Hill is the veteran in the clubhouse, 41 years old. Yeah. But Tyler is the guy. He's the guy. You know, I mean, I remember last year, I, what was it, ALCS, ALDS? I don't remember. World Series. No, it was World Series. Um, Kevin Cash was like, Charlie Morton's the guy we're putting on the mound for game one. Why would we not? He's our guy. We trust him. This year, I think that's going to be Tyler. Good. Oh, I wait. like the sound of that. That's perfect. Trish, Trish. Well, I'm right. I hope I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Trisha, we, you to, you're guaranteeing that. I'm holding you to that. Well, Trisha, we want to get you out of here. I know you got to go over, get over, head over to Ferg's pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> are you? Are they sending you down to Miami for opening day at all, or are you staying up here in St. Pete? Um, I will be in Miami. Yes, for opening day. Um, Good. I'll be distanced um, from the team, but I will be there doing reports. And uh, yeah, I'll be doing that. So when we come home for the Yankees series, um, I will be able to actually interview some of the guys uh, in person um, from a distance with the protocols in place. But um, we've worked that out and I'm really excited about that. So it'll be similar to spring training where I'll be able to be in person. But on the road, there's a lot of different protocols that go into place because it's not our home. So um, maybe eventually we'll be on the road. Um, we'll see. Awesome. Well, Trisha, thanks for coming on the show. You can follow her, follow her on Twitter at Trisha Whitaker. We'll see you in a couple of weeks at uh, 
the home opener for the Rays. Uh, not, ooh, against, against the Skankies. Enjoy opening day, Trisha. Yep. You guys, too. We'll see you later. See you, Trisha. Right. Bye. Well. Dude, always oh, great to catch up with her. Always great to have her on the show. She's got the inside scoop on the team, and you can just tell – that she's bummed. She has such a great chemistry with the guys, obviously, and has been there uh, for a little bit. So you know that she's she's really pumped up and excited about having to, the opportunity to interview him in person and get back to to some normalcy when it comes to covering uh, the race. I know. I think she's she's got that. Like I'm glad to be back doing what I love to do, especially when she's down there. Because I mean, we we see the telecast for the spring spring training game so far, and she's just been having a ball down there. Even though she's you know having that plexiglass <laughs> divider and having to wear a mask when she's talking to all the players. But uh, always great to have her on. Hope she uh, has a good time down in Miami for the home opener against the Miami Marlins. Chip, did you see the, uh, <laughs> the article today about the trap possibly being uh, on top of a cemetery? We talked about it a little bit. I know that um, I perused it lightly, but I'm kind of, I, I mean, think I'm, that's laughing, why I'm laughing. I'm laughing on the inside. By the way, I just wanted to give a quick update. Blue Jackets just scored against the Lightning. Unfortunately, Blue Jackets are up one nothing. There's 1049 left in the second period. Yeah, um, but no, tell me, uh, tell me what you got there as far as um, that article. Well, they don't know if it's true or not. They're 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 speculation at the drop. Let me pull up the article right here. Uh, and wh- while I'm doing that, uh, Chip, you want to give a plug to our sponsor, ah, uh, Scary our new, Stories, uh, our new sponsors, Sunday Scary CBD. Yeah, Sunday Scaries, buddy. And you and I, you and I both know. You know, yep. sometimes I got a hard time winding down, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm really good at staying awake and just staring at my ceiling. So I'm always looking for new ways, you know, to get my stuff together and at least get some good night's sleep. So what I found is that Sunday Scaries realizes the products they have are specifically for overthinkers like me, buddy. Because you know what? I have to overthink because I have an under amount of brain cells. So uh, CBD, Scary Sundays, great product. You can go on their website and the first order you get is going to be 20% off. Or excuse me, 25% off. There's no risk. That's right. There's no risk to buy. So it'll be CBD gummies. It can help you decompress clear your head, and then fall asleep and get a great night's sleep. i tell you so, one thing. Uh, the package that they sent me, this I did an unboxing the other day. It's on Instagram right now. I saw it on it. Instagram. Uh, they give me these CBD gummies, which, uh, Chip, those, these will be yours. Those are going to uh, be mine. Okay. Uh, the Sunday Scaries Drops. These will be for Kaylee. Uh, but I tried out the Unicorn Jerky, uh, which, by the way, <laughs> it's not beef jerky. It's Hold not on. horse jerky. I was going to say, what does it look like? It Did looks like it? can I see it? That oh, okay, is gotcha. the unicorn jerky, and I, I you know, I, I, I dabble in it's like the, a piece of bazooka gum that's yeah, uh, multicolored, well, multifaceted. You, you remember that gum with had the multicolors on it? It was the zebra gum back in the day. I don't know if they make it anymore. Zebra stripes, like zebra stripes, stripes. zebra yeah. stripes, striped gum. That's what it looks like. And okay. I tell you what, I, I ate a couple of the the CBD gummies a day or CBD uh, jerky, and it was I, I felt a little bit relaxed while I was doing my uh, my day job. So, so go good. to so to go to, to do the website, use the <laughs> promo code Bush twenty five percent off. You're all good. So uh, that's right. So yeah, Sunday scaries. Uh, Sunday scaries. Dot com. So yeah, speaking of that that uh, cemetery. Uh, yes, give it to me. So this this came out of Fox thirteen uh, Tampa Bay today. There, I guess archaeologists are, are spending a week at Tropicana Field looking for evidence of a lost oh. African American cemetery that may have been paved over decades ago. 
So what do you th- Wow. Could that be the reason why the Rays haven't won a World Series yet is because of the bad juju that they built the trap over the cemetery? That could be like a poltergeist situation. I mean, it could it could very well be a poltergeist situation. Um I think we need to move forward our stadium plans. Let's get another site, get the juju out of uh, you know, that area and let's let's move forward. I I I I I mean, yeah, let's let's get a new stadium built and let's let's bail. I mean, let's not let that affect any more uh contest whatsoever. That's true. And speaking Can we of move back out to to Sternberg, what's the story here? I'm not I'm not speaking to Stu right now. Well, let's get Stu on the horn, now. tell him he's got buried he's got buried uh you know bad stuff underneath the stadium. We gotta get he's out gonna, of there. He's gonna have a poltergeist situation. Could uh, be bad, Stu. I wanna hurry. And speaking of moving forward, there's nothing like moving forward than putting on a great pair of sneakers. And what better way to get your pair of sneakers is to go to eBay, eBay. our newest sponsor, eBay. Uh, whether rare dead stock or the latest re- release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, boom, I said it, authenticity <laughs> Take a shot. Your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. The team of experienced sneaker authenticate authenticators yep. verify Thanks. the Keep box. Going. Yeah, box logo stitching and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receive an authenticity guarantee. Boom, there's another one. Tag that includes a digital stamp okay. of authenticity. And it all and it also protects sellers with verified return process. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination of discovering great value and unique selection. Go to eBay. Get your sneakers right now. Buddy, great job. I just got to see that copy one time. I've never seen it. You and Kaylee have done the ad reads for Do you want to do it next week? But I've never seen all the A's. I hear authentic, authenticity. Yeah. Um, It's the A's. I don't know what what you guys get, but yeah, I'll do. I'll I'll take a look at it just to laugh. So did you answer? I saw Franklin in the comments. He wanted to talk about (laughs) Randy A, and I know I missed that. I, I did, um, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I saw that question too. I think um, he was asking about Randy or Rosarina. Um, oh, there you go. He just popped back up. We're selling things too, Franklin. We got to sell some things and talking yeah, about. Yeah, we got to we got to plug our sponsors, Franklin. We got to do that. <laughs> they we, keep the know, lights on. Yeah, they keep uh, they keep the show going with our sponsors, there, buddy. Um, <laughs> so you know his, you know, I mean, obviously, I don't even know what he's referring to because Randy is, you know. Not a, not a he's, rookie. He's not a rookie anymore. Yeah. Well, technically, he kind of is well, kind of, kind of. Um, but if he's, I know, um, there's a lot of hype going into the season. If if he can, you know, take what he did in the playoffs and turning it into a regular season, um, you know, performance and, and be that rookie of the year because a lot of people are hyping him up to be a rookie of the year this season. Yeah. Um, I know he is dealing with a little bit of minor soreness. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's precaution that the Rays will take. Obviously, he's going to be ready for for opening day. Um, the, the legal stuff, uh, they has already been taken care of. So, Franklin, uh, you got to be more specific when you're asking, you know, what's the what's the deal with with Randy or, or Rosarina? So let me know. We'll get back to that subject. So, uh, you know, Chip, with the whole opening day coming up, you and I are both big baseball guys. I'm excited that. You know, things are kind of getting back to normal. Fans are going to be brought back to stadiums. I'm actually going to opening day for the Rays when they play the Yankees next week. So I'm hyped Woo-hoo. about that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 back to normalcy now, even though it's, you know, 9,000 people. But still, being able to see baseball in the stadium again is, is going to be great. I can't wait. 
Yeah, no, I'm excited too. And like we said, um, baseball now will have the light kind of on them in regards to, you know, getting through the season and, and, and having protocols and hopefully things will uh, ramp and hopefully everybody will start to, hopefully we can get to full capacity, uh, you know, as quickly as possible. Um, I was going to ask Trisha if she had heard anything uh, about, you know, if they had targeted or maybe MLB has talked about having a date maybe where they think they want to be at full capacity. Have you heard anything or I, 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 ha- I haven't I, said anything? I don't think I, you know what I think they're probably going to do is, is see how I, if I was, if I was, you know, commissioner, the, the commish, the stooge that, that he is, <coughs> I would look at what happens during the first half of the season. If, yeah. you know, protocols are being, you know, met players are getting tested, <coughs> the safety approach to help bring in fans. And there's not a huge outbreak of COVID, you know, out COVID nineteen, um, um, you know, cases. I think they have baseball's got to look at this. Okay, first half went well. Maybe we should maybe up, you know, the capacity of of attendance going in the stadium in the second half of the season because then you got playoffs coming up. You want fans there because you're going to make more money, especially yep. for TV money. I think yep. that's what they should do. You got to look at that first half. If everything goes well. And there's no setbacks, which I don't think they are. I think I think by now, especially with all the vaccines going out and everybody getting vaccine, um, that that things are going to be things are going to trend down with the number of cases that's going to happen. So I think baseball should look at that. <laughs> are you dying? Cough. It's okay. Go 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 straighten out. Um, Base, yeah, baseball I, should look at that and say first half went well. Maybe let's increase the attendance in the second half. Yeah, I think All Star. Uh, hopefully that'll be. Um, <laughs> a good spot. And I think that most of the players, all the guys are going to have access to the, uh, to the vaccination, I think. And, and the franchise, um, you know, they'll have to make that call on players and, uh, and see if they'll get it. Um, Frank one just popped up. He said, he's going to be in the opener. Now uh, he, oh. we, we hit it right on the nail about the, the, uh, the stiffness and everything. So yeah, everything, yeah, everything is going to be good to go. He's going to start opening day. Um, but yeah, he is, he's technically a rookie still. So still, he could, yeah. he could compete for rookie of the year. If, uh, you know, he's going to be a full year starter, which he will be. So yeah, I'm glad that we hit the nail in the head for you, Franklin. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Continue to turn in and thank you for listening, buddy. Yeah. Thanks buddy. So chip, let's talk a little football. Yeah, buddy. Let's talk a little bit of the Buccaneers. Uh, first, I want to bring up, uh, I think, probably one of the greatest coaches out there right now, uh, Bruce Arians, <laughs> our Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach. Fearless leader. Fearless leader of the Bucks. Not only appeared on the Loose Cannons <laughs> podcast, which which catapulted our boys over the Loose Cannons into yes. the stratosphere of being a, a podcast, uh, but Bruce Arians – also got a tattoo, uh, yes, yesterday. And look how or look how glorious that is on his skin. That that Buccaneers tattoo. You can't get any better than that. Where a coach commits to something, especially and when they follow and follows through. I mean, what a guy! What a guy! Hey, cheers to that. Cheers to to Bruce. He'd Aaron. probably get another one too. I bet if they oh, win again. I you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. That guy's out of his mind right now. So. <laughs> he's having well, you know what? He's having a lot of fun, and you know that um we've already heard talks of uh some of the quotes he's had about kicking everybody's butt when they get back to uh <laughs> when they get back from uh being off and and you know preseason and everything. I'll get riled up here in a, uh the next couple of months, but um it'll be good to see what happens. 
uh, and everybody already has their their brain and their focus set forward to uh, to you know going back to back. They signed all the players first team I think since 1979 to return all 22 starters uh, from winning a Super Bowl. So it's amazing. Um, yeah, dude, all the all the things seem to be lining up well, and uh, now they just have to get back in there. They know what they have to do for, for work. They've won before, so um, you got to match that effort and that output. Chip, I got to ask you, <coughs> and we talked about this last week. Yeah, about the possibility of everybody come back, and I think everybody, you know, we, the we starters on the start, all yeah. defense are all back. Yeah, all ba- not like, the same roster. Pretty close though. We we all we all were like you know maybe a couple of guys are probably gonna go to free agency you know um, we all thought Lombardi Lenny playoff Lenny was one of those guys that gonna was probably gone. gonna be gone not yeah. the case he is back with signing with with the Bucks for a one year deal and a very modest deal he didn't get any kind of big money I guess from he wasn't getting any offers out there or maybe he was like you know what I'm in a good situation. <laughs> let's let's go for two with this team that I, I love being on. We're having fun playing football. The one question I have for you, Chip, is, you know, who is this clear starter now? Is there a running back controversy in Tampa with Rojo and, and, and Lombardi Lenny? Um, You know, I think that what the team is going to do, and, and you, you uh, you're going to bring all these guys back in, you know, I think Fournette is scheduled to make a smidgen more than Rojo. Keyshawn Vaughn is still there. So, I mean, I think you're going to go in maybe and, and people are going to expect Leonard Fournette, um, you know, because he, he did so well. Rojo was a little bit banged up towards the end, but they're great. They complement each other. You know, I right. think they do they do really well together. So um, most NFL teams run a two-back system anyways, so – um, there are a couple that don't, uh, you know, Derek Henry, um, well, Derek you know, Henry's two people combined into one. Yeah, so. he is two people. So, <laughs> I mean, most of the teams are doing that anyways. So, I mean, as a starter, you know, I guess you can kind of say maybe, you know, maybe he is, I think Rojo, obviously the, the pass catching and being out of the backfield Fournette does an okay job. And I don't think he gets enough credit for that. He can do it. Um, I just think Rojo has a little bit more, uh, explosion, uh, catching those passes and, and and having the ability to take it the distance, so I think those guys will run in tandem. So um, it's almost like a it's almost like a Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt kind of yes. tandem, which is yeah, you know those two guys over in Cleveland do a great job, you know. And, and look at this too, Chip. I mean, we've got playoff Lenny now for a full season. Like yeah. last, like this past year, he came in halfway through the season. Now we've got him for the full. 17 games now instead of the 16 games. So yeah, that'll that'll be interesting to see how di- that dynamic goes because now, you know, the last really guy on the totem pole to be signed is Antonio Brown. Do you think Antonio Brown's going to come back or do you think he I know Seattle's going to try and court him and do you think uh Antonio Brown's going to be back? He was on Instagram the other day saying, "Hey, Brady and me are going to run we're going to be Going for like oh, and Franklin. By the way, it's not, we're not running it back, man. That's Kansas City Chiefs. We don't say that in Tampa Bay, bro. It's it's going for two. All right, buddy. <laughs> we don't we don't say well, running back, baby. I'll tell you right now. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight wide receivers on the roster right now. Right. So, I mean, I want if if Tom Brady wants Antonio Brown to come back, then the Buccaneers will do everything in their power. 
to get him here. Um, well, I guess we'll just we're gonna have to see. They've spent <laughs> they've spent all their money. And, Chip, uh, Chip, they've got know, they've got fun coupons. They'll they, they'll bring in they they'll do. bring Antonio Antonio Brown back for Tom Brady. And I think that'll be Tom Brady has the ability to pull the trigger on that number, and he can say, "Hey, I need this guy, or I want this guy," or and I think the organization will will obviously side with Tom Brady and go get him. So um, that'll be up to do. Personally, I think they have enough firepower right now with where they are, um, but Tom Brady, as we all know, can play the card and get somebody on the team uh, if he would like. So, yeah, because you got Tyler Johnson, you've got you know Scotty, you got Scooter Miller right there too. So you know if, yep. if they don't bring back Antonio Brown, then you're going to promote one of those guys up to have a bigger role uh, for this coming year. So, I mean, whatever they did to create the cap space for playoff Lenny, magical. I want you to be my stocks and bonds guy. I want you to be my financial advisor. I want you to move <laughs> some money from me because uh, that was just pure magic doing all that to bring all 22 starters back. That's amazing. You know what I think? And and one of the people I thought would either be gone or be traded, and maybe this still happens, maybe in the draft, I'm not sure. O.J. Howard, I thought, yeah. you know, right now you're looking, you got five tight ends on the roster. Yep. You brought back Gronk. You have Cameron Brait. You got OJ Howard. You got Gronk. I mean, you got you got a whole stable of tight ends, and both those guys right now, OJ Howard and Cameron Braid. OJ Howard's due six million. Cameron Braid is due six point two five. So, why wouldn't you? You know, you could sign an, an AB for getting rid of one of those guys, probably. Um, you know what? Do you do you try to trade one of those guys? Do you think maybe they get any value as we get closer to the draft? I think I think you're right. That's a great question because that yeah. was a question looming from them last year. Remember, we we on our draft yeah. show last year, we were thinking, okay, you've got Cam Bray. They just I think they just had just signed Rob just, Rob, just signed Gronk. Yeah. So now that question is up. It, it kind of comes in the air again for this coming draft. Is okay? Who's going to be the odd man out? Because yep. OJ was lost for that whole year with the injury. Brate's making a lot of money. I mean, he did some good things this year as well. You know, who's going to be the odd man out? I, You know, if you look at – it's almost like who who's, who's expendable. Is it the guy making more money or the guy that got injured and you haven't really seen any anything from him? You know what I mean? And it's I, – I know, you know teams are going to be calling on draft day. Like, hey, look, I'll give you – a fourth, a f- probably a fourth or fifth rounder for OJ or, 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 or something, you know, cause, or maybe, maybe a, a third or fourth rounder for Cam Brate. Teams are going to be calling. Obviously, the Bucks can look at it as well. We, if we offload Cam Brate, that's money we don't have to, that's money we can take off the books. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, Franklin, of course, chiming in saying trade OJ. I, it's, it's almost like trading OJ would be a good deal, but what, what's the value you're going to get out of him? Because you haven't really seen a full, you've seen maybe a, you've seen almost, you've seen a full season of him, but he wasn't utilized that well. Yeah. So and I mean, he was a first round pick, right? Exactly. So, so chip, if you're Jason light, what, what are you, are you going to trade OJ or would you try and keep them all, all three or would you trade Cam break? I mean, unfortunately we've had to put, I think, Howard on IR, he was drafted in 17 
And I think he's been on IR three out of the, what, four seasons? Yep. So, I mean, you're kind of – he's the one that's getting hurt, and he's not hes not making it through a full season. And I think it's going to come down to drafts. I mean, if you're going to – if you're going to trade him, take the one you're going to get a higher offer on. I mean, I think that, um, you know, after this year, Howard is is going to be out. I mean, this is the last year. Um, <laughs> we just had some football news pop up. Colt McCoy is going to sign a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, there you go. Additional uh, free agency news. But I think whichever one will draw a um, different – whatever you get, whatever you get the best one for maybe and just hope and pray – uh, that O.J. Howard can be healthy one year. Um, you have Gronk, you know he's dependable, and you want to use Brait um, if you can, but I, hopefully one of those guys, knowing you have Gronk and knowing that he can play, um, right. one of those guys has to be expendable. So get get what you can for, for one of them and, and see what you do, see what you can move on from. I agree. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. I, I definitely think there's going to be some some definite moves on uh, draft night, especially with with those two guys. I mean, you never know. We we might see well all the craziness that's going on in the NFL this past week with the Dolphins and the 49ers making crazy ass trades for picks. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for for the draft coming up. Uh, I know you are, Chip. You've been doing you know draft analysis all day. Oh, well, buddy, I mean, this is – and, I mean, I think that that trade really does solidify kind of the top half of the draft, knowing that everybody buck, everybody buckle up. You know quarterbacks are going to be coming, and they're going to be coming fast. So, yep. you know, obviously the Niners moved up to three. Um, you know, so they're probably going to – you know, they're probably going to take a quarterback. I know we heard notes today. Mac Jones had a pro day today, so we heard that um, – you know, they kind of – the 49ers are kind of leaning towards uh, Mac, but, I mean, this is all going to be hearsay now. So you're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, smoke and a lot of fog in the next month or so, um, obviously until the draft uh, on the 29th of April. So um, we'll see. But another team uh, in the NFC South, both the Panthers and the Falcons are going to have decisions to make. Falcons obviously a little bit more readily available for a quarterback now at four. Um, and the Panthers obviously are going to have to jump, um, you know, to, to get a quarterback potentially depending upon what happens, but you can, you can kind of say right now, it seems like the first three, first three picks are looking like they could be quarterback. Chip, I got to ask you a question before we get on out of here. Yeah, buddy. Uh, there was a rumor that the Bucks were entertaining the idea of bringing over Larry Fitzgerald. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I don't see, I don't see the value in that. I don't see the, I don't see the, the reasoning in that. Not to mention, I, I don't, I don't know if you can afford them. But I would, I would rather have, rather have AB than Fitz. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's under contract, so whatever he's making, you're going to have to pay. And if, I mean, the the Bucks brass have been amazing at moving capital around to sign everybody. I don't know how much is left, um, right. but you already have uh, you have fifteen or sixteen million in Evans. You got sixteen million in Godwin, so you got thirty-two million dollars in two wide receivers already. Um, I think we're I think we're good to go in that area. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. Before we get out of here, uh, any last notes, news, comments? No, I think uh, yeah, like we said, baseball this week coming through, which will be great. 
we want Kaylee to hopefully uh, get better, and we'll see her smiling face uh, next week. Yeah, I agree with you. Hope she gets better. Uh, well, thanks uh, for Trisha Whitaker coming on the show. She's uh, always a blast to have on our podcast. And, uh, and Franklin, by the way, Trey Lance looks like the real deal. Holyfield, he will, he'll be a, a gamble. He'll probably be taken in the top 10, I think. Carolina looks like a good deal for him. He will drop, I think. But it would be interesting. Look at you doing your draft analysis. Oh God, dude, I love it. That kid has got that kid has got an arm and energy for days. Unfortunately, only played one game last year. Uh, played a little bit. Obviously, North Dakota State competition's a little bit different. But whoever gets that guy is going to have a great quarterback uh, for years to come. All right. Well, this has been a, another episode of Play the Bait Podcast. You can catch us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming on YouTube and Twitch. You can follow us on Facebook at Play the Bay 2020, Twitter at Play the Bay TV, and now on Instagram at Play the Bay TV. We are sponsored by the Bleed Podcast Network and also Three Daughters Brewing and Sunday Scaries. Make sure to tune Sunday in next Christmas. Sunday Scaries. Make sure to tune in next week, guys. Baseball is in full swing. Chip and I are going to get silly this weekend up in St. Pete's. So Happy got birthday to you. Uh, I won't say anymore. I'm going to be old. Don't worry. Well, thanks again, guys. <laughs> thanks for tuning in in the comments. We'll see you guys next week. Let's get on out of here. Raise up. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.